think a lot of people, um, you know, look at me as a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo and say, I can't be like that. And I'm not advising anybody to be like that. But what I'm advising is to find out who you are and find the best version of yourself and amplify it times 10. That's our guest, Jesse Cole. Jesse is the founder of Fans First Entertainment and the incredibly innovative and energetic owner of the Savannah Bananas. So if you are the best at X, you know, a lot of times we're too afraid to stand out because we're afraid of what other people would think. So I, I, I advise just amplify it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to ask me the questions about, you know, why I do the things that I do. And um, for me, this just is, is who I am and this is what I stand for. I'm Bob Bianchi. At the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, we are a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge our clients with crimes. Our entire legal team is made up of former prosecutors and my partner, Dave Bruno, served with me in the major crime and fraud units. And I'm David Bruno. In each episode of this podcast, Bob and I will interview guests who have faced adversity in their personal and professional lives and find out what mindset they employ to triumph. Now, we seek the truth through real-life encounters and candid conversations with thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here, you will find today's thought leaders in their industries who face immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. All being brought to you on Nothing But The Truth podcast. Jesse Cole is the owner of the Savannah Bananas. His team, the Bananas, have welcomed more than 1 million fans to their ballparks and have been featured on MSNBC, CNN, ESPN, and Entrepreneurial Magazine. The Bananas have been awarded Organization of the Year. Jesse's been Entrepreneur of the Year. He got Business of the Year and won the CPL championship in their first year. The Savannah Bananas currently sold out every game since their first season and have a waiting list in the thousands for tickets. We began our conversation with where it all started, how Jesse went from a young baseball GM to an entrepreneur, using out-of-the-box thinking to overcome adversity, risking everything to see his unconventional wisdom come to reality and ultimate success. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Fired up to be with you. Yeah. I mean, six years ago, I was sleeping on an airbed. You know, we, we went to Savannah, we went over a million dollars in debt buying a team. We only sold two tickets in our first three months. And we got the call that we overdrafted our account, had to sell our house, empty out our savings account. And my wife and I were sleeping on an airbed. So that's where we were six years ago. And now fast forward, fortunately, we've sold out every single game. We have a wait list over 12,000. And now we're taking the show on the road. And our world tour tickets went on sale this week. And every city has sold out within the first few hours. So I, I pinched myself. But we tried to create something dramatically different that no one's ever seen before at a baseball field. And we went all in on the fans' first experience. And now, fortunately, we have fans all over the world. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, look, we're, we're on radio now. And, and, the, and people listening... They got to see the video of this, right? They have to. Uh, Jesse, my man's in this yellow tux, and that's how I met him first, too. Uh, mega success, packed, packed stage, packed uh, crowd, and he comes out with music bumping, getting everybody on their feet, and that's the culture, right? Talk to us about that culture. You keep employees, and you just keep on bringing new customers in to see the attraction of a minor league baseball team. Tell us, how do you do it, Jesse? Two words, fans first. 
And, and literally, it sounds so simple, but most people are focused on chasing customers. We're focused on creating fans. We don't talk about sales, revenue, marketing. No one wants to be advertised to, promoted to, sold to. You know, People want to be a part of something. And that's what we're trying to create. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. You think we have 950,000 followers on TikTok, which is 250,000 more than any major league baseball team. It's because we realize this is what people want. And you got to look at all those friction points in baseball experience. It's too long. It's too slow. It's too boring. You get nickel and dime. Everything that happens bad at a baseball game, we do the opposite. And then we entertain the crap out of people. I mean, literally, we have 120 different promotions we do on a given night. The Globetrotters travel with 30 people. We have 100 people in our cast. So we do the complete unscalable, and it doesn't make sense how we scale it. We call every single fan that buys a ticket and thank them. Today, I've made 75 thank you calls myself, including thank you videos to just fans who bought tickets. You know, we'll sell over 200,000 tickets this year, and that's 200,000 thank you calls. And it doesn't make sense, but it makes complete sense if you understand what the name of our company is. It's Fans First, and our mission is Fans First Entertain Always. That's why we do what we do. Tell us a little bit about the experience. I mean, because it is one of a kind, no doubt about it. You got people coming to the minor league games. Tell them, tell our audience about what you have there that, that brings all these people in. So, yeah, I mean, fans will show about three hours before games. Uh, scalpers are there regularly. Tickets go for about five to 10 times face value. And uh, we don't just open the gates. We come out with a full march. We have a 15-person pep band. We have our Banana Nanas, our senior citizen dance team that are in their 70s and dance to, like, Justin Timberlake and you know Bruno <laughs> Mars. Then we have our male cheerleading team, the Mananas, which is now referred to just as the Dad Bod Cheerleading Squad. We have Princess Potassia, which is like a Disney-like princess who sings during our games. We have a Banana Magician. We have a dancing umpire. We have banana babies where we lift up before every game and go, nah, Savannah, to celebrate, you know, the, the banana babies at the games. Uh, break dancing first base coaches. Our players do choreographed dances. It's an absolute circus in a baseball game may break out. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's really an entertainment venue with a little baseball thrown in there. Yeah. <laughs> It has to be because like baseball fans, Major League Baseball attendance has been down for so many straight years. The average baseball fans over 60 years old. Viewership's down and the Major League Baseball games are over three hours and 12 minutes. We're doing the exact opposite and going after our audience. If you're a baseball fan, you might not like our shows. Yeah, so are, are, are you are, are getting any copycats yet? Because, I mean, the success is so tremendous. Um, but, of course, you're the first to brand it. But are you guys concerned about that at all? Uh, no, we only focus on our, on our fans. We don't focus on our competitors. And I, and I mean that sincerely. I hope people do more of it. But the reality is not going to be able to. I mean, you know, I mean, our players come up to bat introducing themselves. Now batting from University of North Georgia, myself, and then throws the mic. Like the things that our players do, we play in kilts. We have a player that plays in stilts you know, 10 feet tall and, and bats and stilts, you know, a lot of these things they just can't do and won't do because, uh, you know, they're not allowed to. We can break all the rules because there's no red tape. Uh, how did you get to this spot? I mean, what experiences in the past before you bought this company did lead you into this sort of culture? Well, I had 10 years uh, with a team in Gastonia, North Carolina. You know, I started as a 23-year-old GM. And how do you get the job as a GM at 23 years old? Well, it's the worst team in the entire country. So literally, I took the job. There was $268 in the bank account. The team uh, had only 200 fans coming to the games and had lost $150,000 the previous year. I couldn't pay myself the first three months. And so I said, I read every book on P.T. Barnum and Walt Disney I could read. I said, We're, we can't be a baseball team. You know, we got to be something different. So we started trying things. We did, you know, flatulence fun night. 
which failed miserably. Uh, salute to underwear night, grandma beauty pageants. We tried it all, but I had 10 years of learning and experimenting with failures. But I realized that fans were coming to see what would we do next. And that was the big thing. We want fans to leave our ballpark say, you wouldn't believe what happened at the ballpark tonight. And if we can create those you wouldn't believe moments, our fans do all the marketing for us because we can't afford to do the marketing. We spend zero dollars on traditional marketing, but our fans spread the word like crazy. And that's why every game now sells out. We took 15 years of learning that to get there. So your, your fans can basically don't know. You may be doing something novel and unique with each and every game. So there's kind of like an incentive to go and see what's next. It's like a Grateful Dead concert. And I've never been, but I've studied the Grateful Dead tremendously. All right. They would play a city and they'd play three straight nights and they wouldn't play one song and repeat. They'd play a complete different set list for three straight nights. Every night we do four to five brand new promotions we've never done before in a field live. Three to four of those usually fail miserably, which our fans laugh at and I get embarrassed at, but it's part of the game. And so that's the key. I think, you know, everybody, when they come to a sporting event, you know, they'll say, oh, I hope they win. I hope they win. I hope they win. What I learned from Walt Disney is control the controllables. We can't control if the team wins. That's why we don't even say, did you enjoy the game? We say, welcome to the show. Did you enjoy the show? We change the language to make it sure it's something we can control and we can control the experience. So, Jesse, where did, where did all this come from? I mean, who is the creativity here? Is, is it you or do you work with other people to come up with these ideas? Give me an idea of how, how you work that out. We've become a great team at it, and I think that's what I've been coaching and teaching. So I realized what my one thing, my best thing is, and it's not operations at the ballpark. It's not finances. I have no idea what money is in our account. It's not selling. It's, it's ideas. And if you guys look here, obviously on radio here, but these are two idea notebooks. And every morning I wake up and I spend my first 30 minutes to an hour coming up with 10 to 20 different new ideas. I've been doing this for five straight years. And so I am obsessed with coming up with new things that keep our engine going of wondering what's going to happen next. So that's where it starts. And then we have idea paloozas with our team. We bring our whole team together and they each come up with five to 10 ideas. And then we decide what are we going to execute? So every night, every day, we're coming up with new ideas. And that's, that's, the, that's the driving force between our, on our team. Wow, with all these ideas, I mean, and look, I, I could relate. Um, we similarly have things that we're thinking about doing, and, and some of it's opportunity cost. You got to choose which way to go and where do you allocate resources. How do you make decisions about what's mo most important in that book or other ideas you have? Most decisions don't matter as much as you think they do. And so the reality is quantity leads to quality. Jeff Bezos said to his team, said, our success is a direct function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. I believe most companies don't do enough experiments, not just experiments, but experiments for their fans. You know, you can have two meetings. What are we going to do to drive more revenue this year? Or what are we going to do to drive more fans? And if you do that conversation on what are we going to do to drive more fans, you'll come up with a lot more ideas and a lot more ideas that will potentially create those fans. So for us, uh, you know, most ideas don't cost us a lot of money. It's outthink, don't outspend. Most people, they got so many meetings every single day that they're going from meeting to meeting that they don't have time that they actually start thinking. Bill Gates was famous for this. He'd take think weeks where he'd literally go out to a cabin and think. And I make sure I have white space in my calendar every day, starting with the ideas in the morning every day to say, all right, what are these new things that we can do and try and test that don't cost a lot of money? And I think that's, you, you, you learn by doing. Herb Kelleher with Southwest Airlines, he was asked, what's your strategy for Southwest? This was about five years into him running. He said, it's simple. It's called doing things. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Jesse, uh, give us a little bit about your background in terms of who you were. As a, was, were you always this way or did you come to a, an evolution in your person or in your career that got you to where you are right now? 
I failed a lot when I first started. As a 23-year-old, I was trying to do a little bit of everything. Like I said, operations, food and bath, hiring, sales, sponsorship, you name it. I was doing all that and I was failing. I was exhausted at the end of the days. You know, you see me as a guy with energy. I didn't have energy. I was tired. And then I, I started looking at my calendar. And it's about five years into my, my, first, my first team. And I said, well, what's giving me energy? And I created my energy list. And it was creating, sharing, and growing. When I'm creating ideas, promotions, when I'm sharing, I'm on the field, I'm on the stage, you know, I'm with you guys right now, or growing, listening to podcasts, learning, I have tons of energy. So now I audit myself based on my energy. And so every day I'm looking at my day, is it filled with things that give me energy or filled with things that take away energy? Because my goal at the end of the day is to be the best for my three kids and my wife. And the only way I can do that is if I'm doing things that I love that fire me up and they give me energy. We have Jesse Cole with us, uh, an amazing entrepreneur, a unique skill set. Again, in case you're just joining us, his mantra is whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. Dave, amazing. Yeah, no, uh, minor league baseball team owner here, just breaking the mold completely. And Jesse, we'll get into your next uh, game that you just created. But honestly, I think that this could be taken to the majors. Let's do it, man. Let's get this national because I'm sick of going to these games and just watching baseball myself. I don't think you're alone, my friend. I don't think you're alone. Yeah, it should be, it should be like a new rule. Like if you're in the bottom half of your, you know, by such and such a part of the time in the division, you, you switch over to do what Jesse's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but anyway, go ahead, David. So, sure. Um, so let's talk about this new game that you have, the Banana Ball World Tour. It's something I just learned about today on this show. Tell, tell the audience about something you put together here. Sure, of course. And again, everything starts with our fans. So for us, the starting point of innovation is what are those friction points and frustration points for customers, fans, uh, and the experience. And no matter how many promotions we had, breakdancing coaches and you name it during our game, fans were still leaving early. So back in 2018, we started testing a two-hour timed baseball game where we eliminated all the bad parts of baseball and made them more fun and exciting. So we started testing this, and now we're doing our world tour where we're taking it to cities all over the country. And the rules are simple. I, uh, you win the inning, you get a point. So every inning counts. A walk-off situation. If the home team scores more runs than the visiting team in that inning, Inning over, walk-off celebration, Gatorade shower, even if it's the first inning or the second inning, all right? Batters can't step out of the box. If they step out of the batter's box, it's a strike. No bunting. Bunting sucks. Swing the bat when you come up to bat. Uh, your batters can steal first. So pitchers don't throw a ball. They can steal first. There's no walks. Think about walks in a baseball game. It's, you were playing an athletic sport. Now it's time to walk. The most unathletic thing you could do. So we made it into a sprint. When it hits that fourth ball, the umpire says sprint. The hitter takes off full speed, running to as many bases as he can, while the catcher throws the ball to every player in the field until it touches all players, then it becomes live. It's either a double, a play at third. It's very exciting. Um, and then you guys will love this one. Uh, fans catch a foul ball. It's an out. So fans first. Fans are actually involved in the game, and it's wow. all done within two hours. And we've played this now eight times, and 97% of our fans stay till the end of the game. In a regular baseball game, you're around 50%. So tickets are on sale. And what type of cities are, are you playing this game in? So we're going to West Palm Beach, Kansas City, Daytona, Montgomery, Birmingham, Columbus. And we tickets just went on sale uh, this week. And Daytona sold out in less than an hour. Montgomery sold out in two hours. West Palm's about to sell out. Kansas City's selling out. I've never seen anything like it. And fans from all over the country are coming to see Whatever it is we're going to do, but they're ready for it. Most of them say, I just heard about you guys. I saw you on SportsCenter. I saw you on ESPN. I read about you in the USA Today, but they've never seen a game. They're just intrigued, and it's now our job to deliver a great experience. Wow. Awesome.
I want to circle back to energy and you really struck, struck, struck a chord here. Um, how do you keep it up? If it's so important to your success and everything you do, tell us uh, some hacks as to how to be on Jesse Cole's level. <laughs> I call it the bonus E in my new book coming out this spring, Fans First. There's five E's to creating raving fans, but then there's a bonus E and that's energy. And uh, the way that you do it, I believe the first starting point is, is win the morning, win the day. And I think we need to start our mornings on purpose. So many people turn to their phone, they go at other people's priorities, they turn to their email, they want to get going on the day, which actually slows them down and takes away their energy. So I started following The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod back in 2015. And I read, I write, I exercise, I write a thank you letter, and I do my ideas. So no matter what happens in about an hour, I've already won the day. And I do this before my kids wake up and I get started. Uh, it's hard to really catch up on energy. And so if you wake up in the morning and go right to email, go right to your phone, go right to social media, go right to other people's priorities, you lose energy. So I would really look intentionally at the first 30 minutes to hour. And I think that's the starting point. That morning, how long does that typically take before you get into other activities? I, I, I'm fortunate. Uh, you know, my kids aren't allowed to get out of their room till seven. They listen half the time, but I get up at 4.30. And uh, so I go 4.30 to six and uh, I get my help. But I run five miles. You know, I listen to my podcast. I read and I, I write. And I so I, I do a full in depth, but it can be shortened down to 30 minutes, a little bit of exercise, five to 10 minutes, a little bit of reading, a little bit of writing, at least 30 minutes, I think is a great start to your day. How long have you been doing that, Jesse? Since 2015, I started. And that's also when I started the thank you letter experiment, the thank you experiment, which really changed my life. I, I said, I'm going to write one thank you letter a day. I was going to do it for one year. I bought you know 400 thank you letters. And I started writing to people, coaches, teachers, authors, anybody that made an impact on my life. And I've stayed to it now over 2000 thank you letters. And it's brought closer connection, uh, closer relationships than I've ever imagined. And it's something I'll never give up. So that's part of my uh, morning, morning uh, ritual as well. Jesse, a lot of people are watching what you're doing, and obviously us, we were very impressed with you when you were on the stage at the Mega Success event. Um, and now you're being asked to keynote speak you know, all over the country. What surprises you about what it is that other people are attracted in what you're doing? <laughs> uh, it's... It's always interesting. You know, I've been fortunate to speak in front of manufacturing groups and banks and you know, 2,000 people in an audience and 20 people in an audience. And I, I get two questions a lot. It's, it's energy, which you asked, and then ideas. And how do you come up with ideas? And how do you get your culture to come up with ideas? And so it's the innovation and energy. That's what I get asked a lot. I, I think a lot of people um, you know, look at me as a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo and say, I can't be like that. And I'm not advising anybody to be like that. But what I'm advising is to find out who you are and find the best version of yourself and amplify it times 10. So if you are the best at X, you know, a lot of times we're too afraid to stand out because we're afraid of what other people would think. So I, I, I advise just amplify it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to ask me the questions about, you know, why I do the things that I do. And um, for me, this just is, is who I am and this is what I stand for. So do companies actually ask you to come in and speak because you're very unique and in a certain, a lot of businesses are very structured and organized and they don't want unique ideas. They want status quo, keep doing what you do, but you have the mantra, whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. Is, is there kind of like a friction there sometimes with these companies? I mean, I pinch myself. I mean, starting as early as 2017, 2018, I've been, I've been spoke, I've spoken in front of billion dollar companies, fortune 500 companies. I think everyone has, no, they need innovation. They're often afraid, but the best leaders, the best organizations that I, I study learn from outside their industry. So to bring in a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo to speak to them, the leaders that are really moving the needle, they're not afraid of that. 
And, but the biggest lesson, you know, I'm teaching how to create fans. And I think no matter what industry you're in, even lawyers, you need to create fans and accountants need to create fans. And I think the business, the future of business, the future of marketing isn't how many customers you have, it's how many fans you have. And that's what I preach and that's what I believe in. Dave, let me follow up on that because we have a lot of people, Jesse, obviously that are in the law fields and the professions like accounting and things of that nature. So what I think a lot of those very kind of, I don't, I don't want to, stuffy, if you will, or very straight-laced, you know, professions, doctors, they would say, well, you know, how does that apply to me? How would that apply to a professional service industry? Let's rock and roll, because I love this question. I probably 30, 40% of my speeches have been with those groups. The, the first E to creating raving fans that I share in my upcoming book, and that, you know, really, really hits home with all these professional services. If you want to create fans before you do anything else, you have to eliminate friction. It's the starting point. And so we've had to do it, obviously, with baseball, long, slow, and boring. You get nickel and dimed. Every ticket at our stadium is all-inclusive. You can't come into our ballpark with 80, uh, eating burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water, popcorn, dessert, everything for $20 total. But think about a law firm. There is an outrageous amount of friction. You mean if I need help, that literally one email, 10 seconds on the phone is getting priced is get it is a cost you know there's a friction with how they charge people there's a friction with how easy it is to get in touch with people there's a friction there's so much friction for most legal teams um and i think if you literally look and you put yourself in your customer's shoes which walt disney did he would literally walk main street in disneyland before he passed away and he'd go on the rides same thing with us every night at the ballpark one of us go undercover and i take off the yellow tuxedo our team goes in and we look for the friction points in the parking experience in the eating experience and the line experience and the watching the game experience and the leaving experience. If you were to put yourself in your customer's shoes and go through your experience from the first interaction with your team to the last interaction, how many friction points could you find? If you just eliminate those, if you stop doing those, you're on your way to creating raving fans. Um, what are the other E's uh, to creating raving fans. We covered energy and eliminating friction. Yep. Energy is the bonus one. Eliminating friction is the starting point. The next one, entertain always. Most people have an issue with that professional services because they think entertain, they think this guy in a yellow tux. Well, what entertain, it's simple. The definition is to provide enjoyment and to provide amusement. So by entertain always, I mean, you map the moments of your customer journey. So that's how we do it. And we do it from uh, calling fans and thanking them for their ticket order to sending videos after they come to our game. It's an entire mapped out journey. The third one is experiment constantly. Like I said, what Jeff Bezos quote, how are you experimenting on behalf of your fan, on behalf of your customer? The fourth one is engage deeply. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. And that's from Andy Stanley. And that's how we really, we listen carefully and respond creatively to everything we hear from our fans. And final one, if you really want to build fans, you got to do this with your team. And it starts with empowering action. So how do you empower your team to do whatever it is to create fans? If you do one of those E's, you're on your way. If you do all five, it's game over. And, and we're still got a lot of work to do. But fortunately, we've been building a pretty good fan base that's uh, responded unbelievably over the last few years. But Jesse, we only have a short period of time. How do people find you? And when is your new book coming out? May 17th is the launch date for Fans First. Change the game, break the rules, and create an unforgettable experience. That's May 17th. I'm easy to find. You search Yellow Tux, you'll find me all over the internet. Uh, but I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. I do about four or five posts where I share the journey, share stories and lessons that we've learned on LinkedIn all the time. Mm -hmm. Why LinkedIn, Jesse? 
it's the, my best platform as far as uh, business. I mean, that's why I speak to mostly business professionals and leaders. So, I mean, the bananas spend all our time, you know, on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I spend my time on LinkedIn speaking, uh, you know, how to create fans for businesses and how to innovate. Wow. Wow. What a, an amazing story. Um, Jesse, we knew you would be amazing. And we, Atlas, we know your time is extremely limited. So we're very honored that you would be on our podcast, WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Choose Jesse Cole. You'll hear us on radio on Saturdays at 1030, where you can listen to Jesse and also we'll be on podcast the Wednesday after that. Nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com is the page to subscribe to the podcast and watch the videos. And you have to watch Jesse Cole. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Pleasure. Great show, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Jesse. See you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Good. Good job. Again, we want to give a huge thank you to Jesse Cole, the founder of Fans First Entertainment and owner of the Savannah Bananas, reminding us today to amplify the best version of ourselves. One moment that really stuck with me in the podcast is when Jesse brought up the thank you letter experiment. He said, quote, it really changed my life. I said to myself, I'm going to write one thank you letter a day. I was going to do it for one year. I bought 400 thank you letters and I started writing people, coaches, teachers, authors, anybody that made an impact on my life. And I've done it over 2000 times. And it's brought closer connections, closer relationships, more than I would have ever imagined. And it's something I'll never give up. And that is part of my morning ritual as well, end quote. You've been listening to Nothing But The Truth podcast with me, David Bruno, and my law partner and host, Bob Bianchi. We are two former prosecutors and media personalities. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review, share this podcast to anyone who would benefit from these stories of rising from adversity and thriving for ultimate success. For more information on this interview with Jesse Cole, see the show notes in this episode in your podcast app or visit nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. For more information on this interview with Jesse Cole, see the show notes of this episode in your podcast app or visit nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com for more information and new episodes all in one place.